to the Altered Podcast, where we honor God and the things he does. With your hosts, Hunter, Jessica, Finn, and Dina. Hello. Hi. Fellow Americans. (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) I didn't know we were getting an address from President Deal tonight. Thank you for voting for me. Mm. Well, I didn't vote for you. No, yeah, we found a lot of votes at 2 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Written with crayons by your children. Oh, my. Welcome to the Altar Podcast, where we honor God and the things that he, he does. does. Amen. He does. Um, if you hear noises in the background, we're at the Waffle House in Richmond, Kentucky. No, we're not. What are you talking about? Oh, it's just I can hear the dishes that my wife's doing. <laughs> 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 do you want do so, you want the dishes done or not? Listen, you Preferably have to keep not. your wife happy because you want to put up the Christmas tree tomorrow, right? We're putting up the Christmas tree and tomorrow. I love what you said earlier about what you called the Christmas tree. A lamp? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a fancy lamp. It's just a fancy lamp. We're putting it up, okay? <laughs> hey Jess, we're putting up the Christmas tree. Yeah, we are. Yeah, She's shaking point. her head just for you all that can't see her right now. We're doing it. So anyway. I'm so proud of Hunter. I I am too. <laughs> Um, it's yeah. it's amazing. He used to be the Grinch who stole Christmas, and then his heart grew five sizes or three sizes. How many sizes? Yeah, actually, he's heart. so tall, his feet were not getting blood. <laughs> That's where all the Christmas spirit was. It's <laughs> pumping it out of his feet. Yeah, we're putting the Christmas tree up. Yeah, we are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Hunter, what are we talking about today? Christmas trees. <laughs> Christmas trees. <laughs> And, and the joy that Jesus brings to all the children. Um, I don't know what the title of this podcast is, Scott. I'm sure Ben will think of it on the flippity flop. Probably will. I usually do. But I would say... Um, Can you see what you see? Here? I would say that it's just recognizing the presence of God. Mm. Or I think Ben said something about, hey, look up. <laughs> yeah. There is a song. It's by Elevation. And I know Elevation, they got some issues with theology. But it's called I Will Look Up. That's one of my favorite songs that they do. And it's kind of the same thing as what you're talking about. I it's, thought you were going to say it's kind of theologically correct. I mean, the song is kind of theologically correct. Unlike, never mind. Um, <laughs> actually, I don't, I don't mind Elevation as much as some people. But I know that they've got some issues. But anyway. Um, oh, I just want to say... Because I have a lot of people who've listened to this at work and who have said, oh, y'all don't like elevation or whatever. Because we've made comments like that before. Mm-hmm. I am not one of those people who cast them out altogether. Mm-hmm. I am one of those people who, like, if you're a new Christian, I would say not listen to them. Uh, just because it's better to be safe than sorry. But if you're a seasoned Christian and you know what you believe, you know why you believe what you believe. You have a Christian worldview, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you can easily decipher what what is good and what is bad. Yep. And just be careful. Yeah. Like yeah. Ben just said, I, you listen to, he has favorite songs from them. Yeah. His theology's wrong. We got it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Got it. Verdict. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, so anyways, Hunter, what God do for you this week? Well, um, I had a great conversation with one of our church folk. Cool. And it just reminds you how great community building is. Mm. Um, and Was it about trunk or treat? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why everybody wants to talk to me about Trunk or Treat. Uh, this is the man who loves Harry Potter. 
Yeah. What does that have to? He, and he even loves that? he even loves trunk or treat. I understand. I understand why. Yeah. The only issue you have with trunk or treat is our church right now is not doing the best financially. I know. I know. I know. So I understand that. You know, know we don't want to. I know. Hunter has a good reason, but I'm going to make fun of him for it anyway. Maybe well, yeah, I am. I make fun of you for <laughs> a lot of things that I steal probably candy shouldn't. From children. So um, that's what God's done for me, and He's also done this, Ben. I got a question for you. Yes, sir. Um, you like to pray. <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> Do you have your prayer, do you have your prayer coin on? Oh, no, I don't. It's you, at home. Yeah, you don't. So what we're going to do is we're going to pray. Okay. Because and that means I have to pray. That means you have to pray. That's the rule. So um, the elders at our church all have prayer coins. Mm. And if they don't have their prayer coin on them, mm. then they have to stop and pray. If that challenge coin has been presented to them. Yep. Is there a song that you have to sing like Mighty Morphin Power Prayer Coin? Uh, no. No, because we like each other and we don't want to <laughs> do that. <laughs> Yeah. So before oh, we move on to challenged. we move on to the next two, that means uh, I also have to bless you in my prayer. Oh, well, uh, after I just got yelled at before the podcast, I need blessing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't yell at you. I know you always yell at me. It's okay. I didn't yell at you. You yelled at me all week. I didn't yell at you. Mm-hmm. Not a single time. You said you're too tall. I didn't too say that. handsome. Didn't say that. <laughs> Definitely didn't say the second one. Uh, <laughs> Pray. All right, Heavenly Father, we come in the name of Jesus, and we're thankful. Um, for your many blessings. Father, you have given us life and you've given us new life on top of our just breath in our lungs. Lord, you have, um, you've given us so, so much. And Father, we're thankful. And so Lord, we come this night and we pray, just hallowed be your name. Father, may your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so the first thing we pray is that you would come quickly, Lord Jesus. God, we look around the world and there's so much that we see and it just, it, it, it hurts. Um, it hurts our hearts. It hurts our hearts to see things like the Hamas situation and, and, and them just killing people outright and even sending the videos to their loved ones. It hurts our hearts to see, um, innocent people die in war. It hurts our hearts to see famines and earthquakes and, and all of the other natural disasters that have happened so frequently. It hurts our hearts. Um, to know that we live in a broken world, and yet you are God, and we know that one day when you come back, you'll fix it all. And so, Father, we come and we pray um, that your your kingdom would come on this earth, that you would come quickly, Lord Jesus. Lord, we pray for blessings over our leaders, and we pray for um, just help, um, that they would they would make biblical decisions, and, and those that don't know you would come to know you. Father, we pray that you would end the wars that the U.S. is involved in. Father, we pray... Um, that you would take care of us, that you bless this podcast, that we would rightly divide the word of truth. And Father, I ask for blessings over my brother Hunter. Lord, we pray that you would help him um, to be a good dad and a good husband and a, and that you would bless him financially. And, and Lord, that you would bless him with your spirit, oh God, that you would help him um, to be the man of God that you called him to be. Thank you for um, giving us such a good friend in him. And God, we just ask for blessings for him and his family in the name of Jesus. Blessings over this podcast and that we would glorify you in all we do. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Jerry, I really like those challenge coins. That, uh, that's fun right there. It's going, yeah, it's going to be a good time. Um, hey, Jess, uh, Ben prayed that I'd be a good husband, so I, I think we decided to put the Christmas tree up. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but so that is what God has done for me this week uh, <laughs> is that I got a challenge coin. One, now I can make people pray. And uh, two, nice. I think it's an amazing idea Yep, uh, just to say, hey, have this on you or you're going to pray. That's it. Now, if you like to pray, you never have to have it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but I don't, I don't like to lose. <laughs> so, but is it losing if you're praying? Well, the fun part too, though, is if you challenge somebody and they have it, then that means you have to pray. Yeah. Uh, so, so I was really like. Ben just starts putting it in my purse because it's always. No, I have to have it on my person. Yeah. That's, that's the rule. See, well, then you need a purse. The hard part I about have it, it in my little like. Uh, the small pocket inside my pocket, like my jeans. Mm-hmm. I, 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 oh yeah, your watch pocket. Yeah, so like I put it in, I put it over there by my keys, and every time. Nice. Yep, that's where my. See, if my you kept ADC it, if goes. you kept it there in that pocket, though, it would be washed a lot. It would be, um, it would, but it would also keep it from getting scratched, and that's the thing is you have to keep it clean and yeah, and well, in good it's condition. In case, and, though it's in the case. It is, but I, I mean, I feel like I have to keep the case decently. You know, I can't scratch it all up. So, hey, I got thousands of those cases, buddy. You just, well, I know, but just true. like two days ago, I washed your jeans and washed your flashlight. And you washed my flashlight, which oh praise God, no, no, that flashlight is a champ. <laughs> if um, you know how many times I've washed that thing, oh, because I don't ch- pants pockets, I just don't do it. Like once you put your pants yep. in the thing, that's it. And it's it's cleanest flashlight ever because of that. <laughs> so so yes, yeah, so that's what guys done for me this week. I've got. Uh, uh, I've had an awesome time being able to minister to people, mm-hmm. and then we've also had a good time praying. There so, Dina, what's God done for you this week? Um, so, I've just been encouraged by, like, both, um, like, our EKU students and then just, like, some of the students at the school that I work with. But I'll talk mostly about the EKU students, but, like, I've just seen them, like, I don't know, just take that leap of faith and they've been going out and they're trying to build more disciples. They're supposed, they're trying to like talk to other people. And one of our uh, freshmen just uh, two nights ago at Trunk Retreat, like was just doing a fantastic job outside. Like we had the Plinko board um, and she was just like talking to kids and like talking to them about the Plinko board and just seeing her like thriving in that environment was really cool to see. Mm-hmm. Huh. NG. Yep. So for me, um, trunk or treat was a, a big thing for me. Uh, I got to do the prayer car. So yes, I was the boring person. All of you people out there who were like, why didn't you give out candy? I didn't give out candy because I gave out prayer. Oh my! I Lord. know I shouldn't laugh about it, but the kids' faces was priceless. Some like, of, and I hate that like they were so shocked at the same time that like, why are you giving out prayer, not candy? It was amazing. Like, it, it's one of those things I'm torn about because, like I said, Some you know, the they kids. shouldn't. But they just looked at him like, how could you do that? Some of the kids' faces were that way, but some of the kids said, I would like prayer for my schoolwork. I would like prayer because it's school i don't feel safe like there there were lots of like there was yeah there were lots of kids who were like hey would you pray for me for this which was cool now granted most my of them favorite were was older. like i don't want to go to school tomorrow can you pray for that? yeah yeah i did have one conundrum where one kid prayed that we wouldn't have school and one kid prayed that we would one kid prayed that it would get warm outside and one kid prayed uh, their prayer request was that it would be cold and so God has decisions. And so what I, yeah, my prayer was God, thy will be done. Um, they thought they had me stumped, but the Lord gave me wisdom. So but it was fun. I mean, it was a good time. You know, we, we had fun with it, but at the same time there were, there was lots of good um, conversations that came out of that, you know, and it, it really, you know, it, it's one of those things where you pray for people in an effort to help them and God bolsters your spirit at the same time. And so it was pretty cool. Pretty cool. It's like, uh, Lucy, um, before the foundation of the earth, God has chose what the weather's going to be today. Um, <laughs> you'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> J. 
Just kidding. Or or did he? I don't know. Maybe, oh, maybe no. he didn't have his mind made up, right, Ben? Maybe. Maybe he was like, you know, could it be 40, 70? I don't know. And then, you know, like, oh, look at this cute little kid. Yeah, I'll make it 70. He's like, you know what? I'll just think of it on the fly. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. There's I mean, possible. he could. You know, God he has likes a to leave room. things spicy. I don't know. God has a weather room. <laughs> he just walks in there. He's like... 42 degrees and brisk. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Maybe that's the way. But you know what I do know? Well, so know. Scripture says. Scripture is important. So yes. if you have your Bibles, turn them to Exodus 14. And if you're driving, don't do that. <laughs> Smile at the person you're passing. Keep your eyes on the road, though. <laughs> so don't look at them, but look over and stare at the road in front of you and look over straight and smile. Or even better, just like wave at them, too. Please, like. please drive safely as you as you do so. Uh, so anyway, Exodus 14, that's what we're in. And we're going to read it all in its entirety. Whoa. I know it is it is long, but um, if we interrupt Dina awesome. through it, we would never get through it. So she, you're going to read all 31 verses. Are you ready for this? I doubt that that's going to happen. It's right. going to happen. You guys are going to interrupt me. I know. No, we're not. Well, it's not going to happen. Unless Ben does it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to throw my challenge coin back out. Make it break. All right. You ready? Yes. All right. Then the Lord said to Moses. Hang on. Well, I'm just kidding. I just had to. See? Just because. One. Go ahead. Thank you One. for listening to the Alter Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> then the Lord said to Moses, tell the people of Israel to turn back in, in camp in front of, Ben, I'll let you say that word. Pi Haharoth. <laughs> 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 I let him talk. See? Between Migdal and the sea in front of Baal Zephon, yep. you shall encamp facing it by the sea. For Pharaoh will say of the people of Israel, they are wandering in the land. The wilderness has shut them in and I will harden Pharaoh's heart and he will pursue them. And I will get glory over Pharaoh and all his hosts and the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord. And they did so. When the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled, the mind of Pharaoh and his servants was changed toward the people. And they said, what is this we have done that we have let Israel go from serving us? So he made ready his chariot and took his army with him and took 600 chosen chariots and all the other chariots of Egypt with officers over all of them. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued the people of Israel while the people of Israel were going out defiantly. The Egyptians pursued them, all Pharaoh's horses and chariots and his horsemen and his army, and overtook them and camped at the sea by... pi <laughs> In front of... Baal-zephon. <laughs> When Pharaoh drew near, the people of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians were marching after them, and they feared greatly. And the people of Israel cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, Is it because there are no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness? What have you done to bring us in? What have you done to us in bringing us out of Egypt? Is not this what we said to you in Egypt? Leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptians, for it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. And Moses said to the people, Fear not, stand firm, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you, and you have only to be silent. The Lord said to Moses, 
Why do you cry to me? Tell the people of Israel to go forward. Lift up your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it, that the people of Israel may go through the sea on dry ground. And I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they shall go in after them. And I will get glory over Pharaoh and all his hosts, his chariots and his horsemen. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I have gotten glory over Pharaoh, his chariots, and his horsemen. Then the angel of God, who was going before the host of Israel, moved and went behind him. And the pillar of cloud moved from before them and stood behind them, coming between the host of Egypt and the host of Israel. And there was the cloud and the darkness, and it lit up the night without one coming near the other all night. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord drove the sea back by a strong east wind all night and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. And the people of Israel went into the midst of the sea on dry ground, the waters being a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. The Egyptians pursued and went in after them into the midst of the sea, all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen, and in the morning watched the Lord in the pillar of fire and of cloud looked down on the Egyptian forces and threw the Egyptian forces into a panic, clogging their chariot wheels so that they drove heavily. And the Egyptians said, let us flee from before Israel for the Lord fights for them against the Egyptians. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea that the water may come back upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots, and upon their horsemen. So Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the sea returned to its normal course when the morning appeared, and the Egyptians fled into it, and the, lo the Lord threw the Egyptians into the midst of the sea. The waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen of all the host of Pharaoh that had followed them into the sea. Not one of them remained, but the people of Israel walked on dry ground through the sea, the waters being a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. Thus the Lord saved Israel that day from the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. Israel saw the great power that the Lord used against the Egyptians. So the people feared the Lord, and they believed in the Lord and in his servant Moses. Amen. I got through that whole thing. I am most impressed. <laughs> amen, amen. And it is such a um, well-known Bible story, um, but there's always some details that I'm like, I did not remember that being in there, and I don't remember that being in there, and I don't remember that. Is it being because in you there. don't remember it from the movie that was on TV? I don't think I've seen the Exodus movie. Or is it the Charlton Heston? I, all I that? I don't know who that is. Oh, oh wow! Okay. Have you not seen that? You love it. Your old soul yeah. would just would just you would marvel. be crying at the end, being like, "It's beautiful. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen." So, Dina, I think there's an old like Sunday school song about this uh, Bible story. Do you remember what it is? Uh, no. Ben, do you remember what it is? No, I don't either. But I figured I figured you would. You remember everything else. <laughs> I didn't later. go to Sunday school, so I don't know. That explains a lot. <laughs> 
Okay, so let's let's get into it. Why? Um, again, I went to the Gospel Coalition. We went to the Book of Exodus. We talked about the conference. Then we decided it was through the Book of Exodus because we did just get done talking that we wanted to start going through some books of the Bible. Yeah, we did. I think yeah. this is a great way to do it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, so we're at the the Red Sea part, and um, right before this, you know, again we're we're kind of talking about the we're highlighting the book. Um, so right before this, they're kind of camped out on this uh, oceanfront, beachfront property. Got <laughs> um, some oceanfront I property. Wish, I would say it's worth millions of dollars a day, but I actually think rockets are shooting over it today. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, God is with them. Right, Ben? Like yes. they can see his presence. Mm-hmm. Um, by day, it is what? It is a, a pillar of cloud. Okay, and at night? It is a pillar of fire. Yeah. Impressive. So, even so, at this story, they can see the presence of God. It's been with them ever since they have been uh, in the Exodus, move, moved out of Egypt after that final plague that we talked about, uh, not last podcast, but the podcast before. Talked about the Passover. And now we are here at the sea, and now Pharaoh is on the chase. And Pharaoh and all of his men. Do you remember starting? Anybody starting to remember the song? No, I can't sing it, so I'm not going to. Well, can you say it? Nope. Can you give us any hint? Because I'm pretty sure if you start it, like we'll, all we'll get of, it. It's like all of Pharaoh's horses and all of Pharaoh's men couldn't put Humpty Dumpty back together again. <laughs> no, <laughs> they they ripped off the Bible. <laughs> Listen, you got me put my Christmas tree up. You have not got me singing Bible songs on the podcast. I yet. have no idea. Sing it. I for can't, us. and I don't remember all the words. Can you hum it? Can you whistle it? <laughs> <laughs> no. Is this a VeggieTales song? Because we also didn't see that. I yeah. didn't watch the VeggieTales either. Okay. We didn't either. I don't like cucumbers. <laughs> we VeggieTales weren't out when I was a kid. Do you talk to tomatoes? Oh, gosh. Okay. Oh, where's so, my hairbrush? <laughs> I passed that one up. Uh, so, Thank you. Uh, but they're here, and if they see Pharaoh, and they see all of their men, and the army of the uh, Egyptians coming down the mountain, and what do they do? They complain and freak out. Well, I don't know if they complain, but they definitely freak out. They're like, ah! Well, I mean, I would call it complaining because they're like, why did you bring us out of the wilderness? We could have just died in Egypt and it had been great. So let's get, we're going to get there. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Um, So they look up and they see that. Yeah. My question is, why did they not continue to look up? God is in the sky. Yep. You would think they'd be able to see that. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it is, when you say that, uh, it, it did stick out to me in verse 19, that it said, then the angel of God who was going before the host of Israel moved him and went behind them. So obviously they are seeing this pillar of cloud. Right. I mean, so it's not, you're right. Like, it's not like they don't see the presence of the Lord right, right. there. Yeah. And I never realized that John Piper brought this out and mm-hmm. I never thought that. Yeah. Like I never pictured, when I pictured this, the Red Sea moment. It's just Moses hearing from God, mm-hmm. um, not that God is visual, visually present, and He is. Yeah, and He's they can hear Him. Yeah, and it, it's wild mm-hmm. to think. And so I read, I, I, re, I was in my hotel room, and I was sitting, the, you know, there's this little desk here, mm-hmm. and I was reading because I was reading the next part of the story every night. Mm-hmm. But I had to go back and reread this because I was like, there's some things of this story I've missed. Yeah, and I was rereading it, and I was like, how dumb are they? I said, they, like, it is 
you just experienced all ten plagues. You they it basically mocked the gods of Egypt. Yeah, showing that our God is greater than right. anything that they could ever. It's like oh. You have gods of the water, or I'm going to turn your water into blood. Yep. You have gods of the... That has a frog head? Right. Oh, guess what? All the frogs are going to come out of the river and die. Right. You have gods of the harvest, I'm going to kill your harvest. Mm-hmm. You, you know, all this, all that. Yep. And now, you worship your offspring, or and a god for fertilization, I'm going to kill your offspring. Like, it is just... I mean, and, and he's in, I'm going to do the impossible. You refuse to let my people go, I'm going to force you to let my people go. Mm-hmm. And... What does he do? I mean, they've been delivered yep. from Egypt, from yep. bondage. Yep. And I'm like, well, we've been delivered from Egypt, the world, yep. and from bondage, yep. sin. Mm-hmm. But we still do this. We do. And so I'm sitting here, and I'm like, you know, they're so dumb. But, but, in, in fairness, number one, um, you're right that we do exactly the mm-hmm. same things. We do. That's why I got convicted for calling him dumb. Because he's like, why are you calling him dumb? Because you do this every day. Yep. Um, you, so, you know, in, um, and I'm trying to find the passage right now. Um, but it's the, it's the parable of um, Lazarus in, um, um, it's the rich man and Lazarus. And, and Lazarus goes to um, Abraham's bosom. Mm. And then the rich man, he, he's in hell. And, and um it's, it's Luke 16, 19. That's it. Um, but he's in hell. And, and so he says, um, you know, Lord or Abraham, would you just let Lazarus come over with a drop of water to cool my tongue and all that stuff? And, and, uh, he goes, um, you know, basically you need to send somebody. I've got family. You need to send somebody to my family cause they don't believe and they're going to end up in the same place as me. Um, and, uh, you know, there's that whole statement about even if somebody rose from the dead and went and told them, they wouldn't believe. Um, and it, it makes me think of that passage because what it does is it, it takes me back to this place where, you know, people, they put on these blinders to everything that's going on around them sometimes, and they just don't understand right. that God is there. Right. Um, and and the Bible tells us that we do that. So, I mean, we can't be mad at the Israelites, I no. guess is the point. And so and that's what I'm saying. I'm reading this story, and I'm like, you know, right, but that is dumb. I do the same thing when I read the story of uh, Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, put any two people there, they do no better. Mm-hmm. That's right. Right. And yeah. and so, like, people, because you see all those memes. It's like when I get to heaven and I see Adam, you know, it's like, they get to that weird face. He's in witness protection. <laughs> yeah. So, so I... <laughs> I'd I smack that fruit right out of his hand. Yeah, but we that. we just got done talking about the Christian worldview, the correct view of self. All this, you know, we'll go listen to that three hour podcast. And uh, do you think he's going to bring fruit salad to the feast? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, Anyways, and so so um, it's like oh yeah, there it is. Yeah. Oh, Ben got something. Well, it's just I knew I misquoted that. So the rich man says, um, I beg you, Father, to send him, talking about Lazarus, to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that he may warn them, lest they also come into this place of torment. But Abraham said, they have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, no, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. He said to him, if they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced if someone should rise from the dead. That's what it says. Um so yeah, so if you don't listen to the scriptures, right, it doesn't matter. Like even if somebody pops up from the dead, it's like, guess what? Right, you know, the ghost of Christmas past isn't going to mean a thing to you. 
Um, I know. See, you like how I worked that in? Um, <laughs> the ghost of Christmas present and the ghost of the Christmas future. I don't know whatever it's called. Um, Spooky. Not going to mean a thing to you. Right. If you don't listen to the scripture. And so I'm reading this and I'm just like, I cannot believe that they would be so absent-minded from the spirituality of that's going on with them right now. This is a once-in-a-lifetime experience that millions, of, I mean billions of people will read back, look back upon a story people are able to quote and think about and just be like, yeah, God's with them. Why aren't they, why aren't they like having faith, you know? And like Ben said, they go on to say, um, what is it, verse 14? They said to Moses, it's because, uh, wait, yeah, I think it is. And they said to Moses, is it because there's no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness? Like, okay, so my God has just proven how much God he really is over everything. And so Moses, um, are you just bringing us out here to die? Cause there's not enough room to bury us in Egypt. Um, and they'll say this over and over and over again right. as time goes on. We ha- what have you done to us? Bring us out of Egypt. Is it, uh, is it not this, what we have said to you in Egypt, leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. So if we can go to revelation and learn anything about what Egypt and Babylon and all these other things mean, right? What does Egypt stand for, Ben? Most of the time in scripture, Egypt is a type of the world. And so when you see Egypt in scripture, you are looking at worldliness, right? You know, you're looking at a secular. Yeah. God calls us out of the world to in and into the kingdom of God. And so Egypt represents that world. So it catches my eye and says, didn't we tell you when you came and, basically preached to us the first time that we wanted to stay and serve Egypt, stay and serve the world. Because their faith was dormant. Mm-hmm. The Hebrew people lost their act for God. Yeah, That's what Moses was coming to do. Mm-hmm. Remind them of who they serve. And he said, when that, when, didn't, didn't we tell you when, we came, when you came to us that we don't want what you have and we want to serve Egypt. We want to serve the world. Leave your God alone because what you're doing right now is bringing us out of our comfort zone and bringing us to die. Mm-hmm. Mind you, we do not remember that the pillar of cloud is above us right now, looking down upon us. Mind you, he did not just deliver us from something that we thought would be impossible. Mind you, he did not just save our firstborn children and kill the rest of the firstborn children in the land. He did not show grace and mercy upon us at all. Oh, wait, he did do those things. But you are going to drive us out to our death. How quickly do we forget the act and the moves of God? That happen every day in our life. Every single day we we see the acts and we see the grace and we see the mercy of God. But how quickly are you to forget? Right? And do we worry about the little things? What you got? Yep. It just, it, it takes me back to, um, it's Luke nine. Uh, it's verse 61. It says yet another said, I will follow you, Lord, but let me first say farewell to those of my home. And Jesus said to him, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. Right. Um, 
Ouch. Yeah. And so it is interesting to me when you read this passage because, um, for instance, Romans 15, 4 says, uh, for whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. Right. And so when I, when I look at this, and I think this is kind of the point that you're getting at, is um, the more I, you, know, you look at this story, the more you can kind of get this idea that we do the same things. You know, how often um, you know, does God do something for it? He saved us from sin and death. He's, you know, I've, I've seen miracles in my own life. I, I, God healed my hip because I'm an old man <laughs> not very long ago. Like it, and it hurt me so bad for, I mean, just on and on and on. Knee, same thing. Hurt me. I mean, Dina knows I was limping around. You know, I was limping around for a long time. Um, and it took... Um, you need some prayer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it, took, it took an act of God. And what's funny about that act of God was it wasn't where somebody laid hands on me and prayed for me and I was healed right then. It was one of those things where God just did it because he's awesome. Right. Um, you know, and I've been asking for it and not seeing it. And then we go to this retreat and... And God just heals it. Just the presence of the Lord just did something for me just because God's that good. And yet, you know, how often do things pop up in my life, financial troubles or or whatever, and I get all mopey and weird and, oh, the, the Lord has abandoned me. He's never abandoned us. Like, you know, that's the thing about this story is, is and you're you're absolutely right, man. They They have this tangible pillar of cloud right there. And instead of, Looking at that, they look at this army that's coming at them, and they go, "Oh, woe with me!" Right. It'd have been better if I'd have died in the in in Egypt and served, and stayed in the world and right. died in their sin. That's right. what they're saying. You know, and we focus on them a little bit, but look at like the leadership that Moses kind of represents there too. Like he doesn't like just beat him with the staff. You know, that's what I'd be tempted to do. <laughs> <laughs> but know. he kind of does the same thing in a sense, but he, at least he cries to God. Uh, they they complain to Moses about bringing them to death, but he's like kind of crying in to God, and God's like, "Shut up!" And just like, well, you, verse thirteen, you know, he he says, you know, it says, and Moses said to the people, "Fear not, stand firm, and see the salvation of the Lord, right. which He will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today." You shall never see again, man. You know, he, he's not, this is one of those moments when Moses actually does his job, has the faith. Yeah. Uh, now, there's plenty of other and he times. he repeats what the Lord tells him. Yeah. And there's plenty of other times when he does and it. And he's like, I don't, I don't know what he's going to do. But yeah. Like. Yeah, Moses <laughs> is one of those like indecisive leaders that make you want to like pull your hair out. Well, and it's definitely, I mean, pretty, and there's freaky. some, there's some things there too. I mean, you know. Can you imagine a people that just complain all the time about you and and you're trying to lead them and yet they just, they don't care what it's you like say. It's like being in a car full of people. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? <laughs> I Speed told up. you I didn't want to go. Down. Yeah, I didn't want to go. There's this comedian and I heard, I can't remember who, but I heard somebody say this this week. Oh, it's Greg Laurie. Um, he was quoting this, this Christian comedian who says that. Um, he believes that the devil was about 15 when he rebelled against God. And he said that he, he laughs and he says, you know, he said, I think God gave his teenagers for a reason. Somebody who you make in your own image and then they deny your very existence. Um, I don't know. It was just funny to me. Like, that's what these people are doing. Like, they're like, oh, just, I'm just, you know, and Moses has like, he has to deal with that all the time. Well, yeah. And you guys even leave like, what, at midnight? 
to go to Florida yeah. or whatever, so that your kids aren't screaming in the back seat. Right. They still scream in the back seat. <laughs> you know, but like Ben said, they do this over and over again. Oh, God feeds me for the next 40 years. Bread, sometimes even meat falls from the sky. My shoes don't even wear right. out. I walked for 40 years. Shoes are great. I've, I've walked for three days, man, on my new shoes, and they get holes in them. Like, it just seems like it's... Disney, yeah, destroyed my new shoes. Yeah, well, you walked 42 miles that day. I had 15 and a half, yes. I mean, so I just... I... When my initial thought... So the hope, like he said, like Ben said, he said my premise is great. My, I, read, I read this story... And I want to, my initial thought is you idiots. That's my thought. And then I get a spirit check and it's like, I'm an idiot. <laughs> you know, and, and that's just being very frank with yourself. I do the same thing. And so how, because we can't look up and see a pillar of cloud or a pillar of fire. To, to witness the presence of God. But I think we have something even better. And that's God, the Holy Spirit, inside of our hearts, who dwells inside of us, lives inside of us. Mm-hmm. Our bodies are now a temple of the Holy Spirit, Hebrews says. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> that we, the Holy Spirit resides in us, and it flows from, can flow out of you, and helps things flow into you. Mm-hmm. The, the uh, Hebrew people here didn't have that. True. Yep. We have a we have a personal interaction with the third person of the Trinity, God Himself, that they had needed to have a mediator for. Now, granted, we needed a mediator too, but they came. That came. That was Christ. We believe in Christ. Now we have a one-on-one relationship with God. Mm-hmm. We don't need a Moses. Now, right, we don't. They need a, needed a motive. We don't need a priest to inter, intercede for us. Right, we don't. So we, I think we, and it, we have something even stronger than a pillar of fire or a Moses, mm-hmm. and we still do this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus even says it. He, it is, it is better for him to go away so that the Holy Spirit would come. Right, that's how great it, that the Holy Spirit is in our lives, and the Holy Spirit's poured out on all flesh. Um, and you're absolutely right. It's it, the Holy Spirit's given to us to convict us of sin and righteousness and judgment and remind us of all the things that Jesus taught and said. Um, like you said, to have a personal relationship, to pour the love of God into our hearts. So those are all, you can look up those scriptures later, but those are all scriptures that talk about right. the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit is essential in our lives. You're 100% right. And yet how often do we we get so focused on the the problem that's in front of us that we forget to look up? And I think that, there's two rules of thought, um, and we've seen this play out in the Pentecostal church, the charismatic church. Um, we either hold God or hold the Holy Spirit to such a high standard that he becomes the most important part of the Trinity, mm-hmm. um, which <clears throat> luckily we don't attend a church like that. And I don't think most of our churches in the, the denomination that we seek is like this. Um, or we see churches today diminish the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that both of them do a great disservice. But what we do need to realize is that the whole, the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, again, God, uh, is dwelling with you. 
just like Christ dwelled with the disciples, right? Walked among them, lived among them, talked to them, helped them learn. The Holy Spirit helps us learn, helps mm-hmm. us discern. Yep. We, we, we have to learn how to listen to him just as much as the disciples had to learn to listen to Christ. Mm-hmm. But how often in Hebrews, I think, chapter 8, tells us that we have to practice this gift. Mm-hmm. And do it over and over. Practice listening to the Holy Spirit. Practice discernment. Mm-hmm. You know, how often do we do that? Yeah. Fan into Again, flame the gift of God. something yeah. that the Hebrews people did not have there. Yep. And it's just, I mean, so to me, it's sounding like it's really bad that we continue to do this. <laughs> like, because, you know, you read the story and you're like, well, how could you do this? How could you do that? But we have so much more. And we have the canonization of scripture. Mm-hmm. We, again, we have so much more. But like Ben said, financial troubles come my way. What's the first thing I do? Run to a bank loan before I run to God. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just... Well, listen to Dave Ramsey's show for 30 minutes, and you'll see the lack of faith that people's had throughout their lifetime. Yep. Um, clarification, the lack of faith does not guarantee you... M- m- uh, financial success <laughs> throwing that out there but if you donate $50 now <laughs> and, but it, but it, what it does tell us it says that it shows us where we run to first you know what I'm saying oh, yeah. what was it, and, and those are the worst problems to have you know you have a problem at work though it's the end of the world mm-hmm. and again and we, we talked about the big things, the fires in Maui, the hurricanes, your house gets blown down. Those things are huge. Yeah. But where does your faith come from? It comes from the Lord, mm-hmm. the creator of heaven and earth. Right? And I'm pretty sure that's a psalm. I'm pretty sure. Sure. Oh. I, I'm pretty sure that's a psalm. <laughs> I like I read it somewhere. Uh, but it, it is just this mentality that you walk around with. The Hebrews here did not have that mentality. And what happened to them? Well, we're going to find out in the next podcast when we talk about the Mount Sinai, right? They murmured and complained. They murmured and complained, <laughs> and it got them nowhere. Yep. Right. So, Ben, how would you recommend um, us to keep in mind the presence of God in every situation of our life? Hmm. This is how we'll end <clears throat> it off. Yeah. So, Philippians four is the thing that I go back to um, often in these moments. Philippians 4 says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Again, I say, again, again I say rejoice. Um, I had no part in that. <laughs> <laughs> Let your reasonables, reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. So that's what we're talking about. Do not be anxious about anything, but I, I'm afraid of this and that. Do not be anxious about anything. That's what the Bible says. I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm nervous. Oh, my. We have a friend who says that all the time. Uh, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So number one, in those times when you feel anxious about anything, you should, uh, well, I would say, remember that the Lord is at hand, because that's how it starts. Uh, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. So Mm. what are those three things? Prayer, and I think people get this wrong just a little bit. Prayer, I believe, is the communication between you and God. Mm -hmm. And I believe that you speak to him and I believe he speaks back to you. Um, 
there are times when, you know, like scripture says that, um, to pray in the spirit, to build yourself up and, and that you, you know, can, can groan and, you know, with groanings too deep for words, the spirit prays to you, stuff like that. Um, you know, I think that the Lord speaks to you, can speak through you. And, um, the reason why that's so important is because there are times when you just need to be built up. And so, you know, it says, do not be anxious about anything, but by prayer where you pray and you talk to the Lord about things. Um, now there's also supplication, which is where I think you make your request known. Mm-hmm. But I think the prayer part of it is, is so, I think people come to God and I've heard this before. I heard this on Tuesday at trunk or treat. People said, um, I said, Hey, do you, do you, can I pray for you for something? And they said, well, I don't really have anything to ask for right now. Praise God. Like, that's a great thing because what that means is life's going well. Um, you don't have to go to God just when you need something. Right. I hate that song, by the way, that country song. I only talk to God when I need a family. Oh. It's stupid. Oh, I hate it. Um, yeah. But the thing about it is we don't go to God and just have requests. We go to God and we talk to him like I go to my wife and talk to her. Like I come and call you on the phone and talk to you. Right. Um, and then when we have need and when we are anxious about something, that's when supplication comes in, which is that request that God's going to supply um, our needs. And we trust him for that. And um, so there's prayer, there's supplication, and then there's also thanksgiving. And the power of thanksgiving, which it's ironic, this episode is going to launch right before thanksgiving. I know. So you could be driving to your family thanksgiving thing. Yeah. We're talking about thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but thanksgiving, the power of thanksgiving is so overlooked because thanksgiving is one of those things where we remember what God has done for us. There was a whole job in the original temple of the, the person who would just walk around and see the thing that God had done for the people of Israel or for whatever, um, during the temple service or whatnot. And they would write it down. That was their whole job. Right. Um, and so we often underestimate the power of just thanking God for the things that he's done in our lives. Um, So after God did this again, in the story, mm-hmm. God showed them who he was yeah. again. Chapter 15 starts, Then Moses and the people of Israel sang this song to the Lord, saying, or, uh, I will sing to Yahweh, for he has tri- uh, triumphed gloriously. gloriously yep. The horse and his rider has thrown, uh, he has thrown into the sea. Yahweh is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. This is my God, I will praise him. My father's God, and I will exalt him. Yep. The uh, Yahweh is a man of war. Yahweh is his name. Pharaoh's chariots, chariots and his host he cast into the sea, and, and his chosen officers were sunk into the Red Sea. The floods covered him. They went down into the depths like a stone. Your right hand, O, Yahlo, o, y- o Yahweh, glorious in power. Your right hand, O Yahweh, shattered the enemy. In the greatness of your majesty, you overthrown your adversaries. You send uh, out your fury. It consumes them like stubble at the blast of your uh, nostrils the waters piled up the flood stood in a heap the deep uh con what is that word congealed congealed yeah in the heart of the uh of the sea the enemy said i will pursue the i will pursue i will overtake so what does israel and them do there it keeps on going it keeps on going for a minute praise break 
Yeah. I will divide the spoil. My desire shall have its uh, fill of them. I will draw my sword and my hand shall destroy them. You blew with your wind. The sea covered them. They sank like lead in the mighty waters. Boy, how often do we sing songs like that? Who is like you, O Yahweh, among the gods? Who is like you, majesty and holiness? Awesome and glorious deeds doing wonders. You stretched out your right hand. The earth swallowed them. And it keeps on going. What is he? What is he doing? He's praising them in thanksgiving. Yep, that's what he's doing. Yep, that's it. And, and right after this, it is doing exactly what Ben's saying. I have to be. Su- I have to start being aware of the presence of God. No, not always asking for a favor, but uh, but praising in thanksgiving. That God, you are the king of the world, mm-hmm. the one who spoke things into being, called us out of death, brought us into life, and that alone is worth a thanksgiving. Yep. Ultimately, when things don't go my way and I see the enemies of the Red Sea and I will continue to see the enemies of uh, Egypt running my way and I will freak out every time. <laughs> Because it's natural for me to freak out every time. That doesn't make it okay. And I pray and I pray and I pray, Lord, let me freak out less. And let me freak out less. And let me freak out less. But when my back's against the waters, what happens? <clears throat> they split. And thanks be to God every time. Because guess what? He has never failed me and he never will. Yeah. Sometimes they get close. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you listen, man, this is a little too close for comfort. <laughs> but guess what? It's never failed. And glory be to God and thanks be to God. Praise him with thanksgiving. Yep. Yeah, Romans 15, for the end of it, um, I read that earlier was, uh, you know, it says, for whatever is written in former days, written for instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. And so what we see is when we, when we read stories like this, we can have hope because God did this for the Israelites and he can do the same thing for us. Um, and so, yeah, so we, we pray and we ask God with prayer, supplication and thanksgiving. Um, so with prayer, supplication and thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And then verse seven says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And then he goes on and he says in verse eight, um, this is Paul writing in Philippians. He says, finally, brothers, whatever's true, whatever's honorable, whatever's just, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you've learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Right. And so in the times when you feel the most anxious, the scriptures are an encouragement. In the times you feel the most anxious, you should pray and you should ask and you should thank the Lord and you should think about all this, all the great things he's done for you. You should sing the praise songs and you should, you should think about, um, I think the Psalms puts it as, uh, consider the benefits of the Lord and we should. And in that we can have hope. So, um, for people, um, who, how is one to remember? Because, um, yes, it, it seems like that's what they did after. God's like, hey, um, remember I am God. They, they kind of had that moment, right? 
Um, so afterwards, they did do the. It looks like the, the Hebrew people did do those things, and then they turn around and they go straight back into grumbling and complaining. I don't. We don't know the time frame. Mm-hmm. I don't imagine it was long, um, just to, for the nature of how people are, and uh, so. For us, Ben, how do we, whenever I see the Egyptian army coming down, the world crashing in on our life, and my initial thought's not prayer, Mm -hmm. and my initial thought is not to seek after God, Mm. how do I make that start becoming my initial thought? Mm. I'll tell you one thing that really helps. It's having a buddy. Um, I really need to find one of those. (laughs) (laughs) That would be good. Um, So what happens with the Israelites when they start to have a conniption? They make a plea to Moses. And what does Moses do? He reminds them. Make a plea to God. (laughs) Yeah. He reminds them, hey, fear not, stand firm, see the salvation of the Lord. Sometimes we need friends to look at us and be like, buck up, son. All right. You know, God's got this thing. You need to chill out a little bit. Right. Um, but what does Moses do? He reminds them that God's got this, that he made a promise and he's going to keep it. Right. Um, For, and and cre- Christian community is a story of the New Testament. Yeah. Paul says there is no New Testament Christian without the church. Yeah. Now that's paraphrased. But roundabout way, that's what he says. Yeah. That's true. And because why? Those people are, because the devil's a roaring Ryan who... Seeks the ones whom he can devour. Yeah. And who does he devour? The ones who are left out alone. That's true. Um, ultimately, friendship, community, put making yourself vulnerable to other people mm-hmm. is the way to do that. Yeah. We have preached that on this podcast a lot. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Find yep. a community. Yep. One more thing that I think is really important is to build systems in your life. So you need people and you need systems. Um, and so... What is a system? A system is a, a just a way that you do things. And so one of the systems that I think you need to put in your life um, that's really important is, uh, in Kaiafa we call it bento time. It's built in. It's not tacked on. That's what that stands for. B-I-N-T-O. Built in, not tacked B-I-N-T-O. on. B-I-N-T-O. <laughs> exactly. Um, but you build in time where you are intentionally going to spend time with the Lord. Um, and you'll feel it when you start to skip it. Like, I, I haven't had it as much, like, over the past three days. Um, we've been staying with my father-in-law, and... Uh, uh, I knew you was grumpy. <laughs> just kidding. It's, it's true. <laughs> um, but I haven't been with the Lord as much because I don't wake up early. And, like, when we stay at our house and, and you know, I get up a little earlier, I have some time with the Lord, I drink my coffee, I go get a shower, I go to work, you know. Um, when we're when we stay with my father-in-law, a lot of times what'll happen is he's up at three a.m. solving the world problems. He is, and when I wake up, there's Probably no is. there's no um, there's no quiet time. Um, are you kidding? And any time around my dad is usually quiet like, time. Well, it's like Lloyd, what are you doing up at three a.m.? Well, I solved this problem over here in Israel. If they just listen to me, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but he is. He's up at like five, and he's got the news going, and and you know like. Um, I don't know. It's just, there's it's a just, whole basement. It's just different. And so, well, and that's what I've got to do is I've got to build a system at his house where right. I can figure that out. Well, I get what you're saying. And I also have to not feel guilty for not sitting with him, you know, but anyway, um, cause it, I mean, you'd much rather sit with God, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, right. right. That's the premise. Yeah. And so you got to build that system and you gotta, you have to come to the place where you go, you know what? It's not wrong 
mama out there who's listening to this podcast, it's not wrong for you to go be with Jesus and let your husband take care of the kids for a little bit. Mm. It's not wrong, you know, that, that, oh, I'm taking time for me when I should be with my children. No, what you're doing is you're letting the Lord fill you and you're being the Christian that you need to be for your kids. Right. And they'll see that and they'll understand that, that mama's got to be with Jesus and then mama comes to be with us. Hey, pastor, it's not wrong to put your phone on mute for 45 minutes yes. to read your Bible. Yes. Because you cannot pour out to other people if you're not pouring into yourself. Yes, 100%. It's not wrong to take time to be with Jesus and let him recharge you and fill you. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's what I'd say is you need to build systems and you need to have people to remind you at times when you forget. And at the worst of times when all of that fails, the Holy Spirit comes knocking at your door and he goes, hey, you might want to think about that again. Yeah, that happens a lot. And he's there to he's there to remind us what Jesus taught us. I mean, see, here's the awesome part. As you start getting used to this, like you start doing this, and the Holy Spirit starts like telling you other things, right? Mm-hmm. Like I was in the book, I was in First Corinthians. Uh, it's like I, I've gotten to a habit now um, where I have a hard time comprehending what I read the first time. So I've started, I started to see, I started listening to audio books, mm-hmm. and it, that's all I was reading. Now I started actually reading books. <clears throat> so it takes me forever to read a book, but in the, when it comes to the Bible, I've always read the Bible fairly, fairly easy. But it's hard for me to comprehend what I read. Hence, probably why I'm a Calvinist. <laughs> Funny jokes. <laughs> I didn't say it this uh, time. Just kidding. But I'm going to hold on to that one. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know when you're supposed to tell your friend they have a bad idea? <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, Ben, you got a bad idea? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, so, but what I was doing is I read through First Corinthians, like a book, just page turner. Yep. Um, and then I was starting to break it down to study. Hmm. Well, and then the Holy Spirit's like, hey... Get out of this book and go to First John. I'm like, mm-hmm. I just can't can't break my plan, dude. <laughs> so like every day, God, I'm, I'm not going to break my plan because you told me I right. So like, it was, it was like three days. I was trying to read like First Corinthians chapter three, like just really start studying, like break the breakdown of scripture. And I'm like not getting anywhere. I'm like, I just don't, I'm having a hard time with this. And then it's like I went to work and I this guy started talking to me about First John, so I started reading it. And I was like, Wow, that was this all came really easy. I was like, Man, I really need to start listening more. <laughs> but all right, Dino, last ten percent. I'm gonna let you go first, so you don't have to piggyback off what Ben says, because you're always like, yeah, it's always hard to go after Ben because he said everything. So I'm gonna let you go first. Yeah. So just. You know, when you're facing all these like trials and different things, like just don't be anxious, you know, and the more that you communicate with the Lord by reading your Bible and praying, it's going to make it easier for you to hear him and hear his voice and to hear his direction for what you need to do, even though like um, the uh, they, you know, they had six, what was it, 600 chariots that were coming at them. Was it yep. six? Yeah, and took 600 chosen chariots and all yeah. that. Yeah, yep. so these were like the biggest, baddest chariots, you know? Like, plus you have like 600 horses and at least 600 people, but it said they were full of people, so it's probably a lot. So, yeah. like, they had all that, like, coming at them, you know? So it's easy to be like, oh my goodness, like, <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> you know, it's just crazy to me that he, like, Pharaoh, like, literally f- did a whole-fledged war attack 
on the Hebrew people here. It's like in risk whenever Hunter decides that he's just going to go all out and like take all of his armies and try to like take out everybody. And he always loses. You know, I <laughs> there were, there were lots of Israelites. There were probably what, like a million thought, of them, I think. I thought he was going to say, Hunter's lost a lot of people. <laughs> I was I was trying to help you, buddy. I was trying I, to. I knew that's where you was going. I was like I was trying to help mm. you. But yes, there was a lot. Uh, Exodus chapter one would lead us to believe that it was enough to that Pharaoh thought that they were going to overthrow Egypt. Yeah. So yeah. So he takes six hundred chosen. I was reading this again. Six hundred chosen chariots. Plus like, all the rest of them. Yeah. Like so the they were chosen. They were like freshly oil trains. The, yeah. These are like Navy SEAL chariots. Plus everybody else. You know, you know, so yeah. It just makes me think of like a leader that just like, ah, whatever, let's just do this, like yeah. without any extra thought, mm-hmm. which also is another point of don't do that, you know. Yeah. So speaking of like chariots, so that, I mean, they have went down into the Red Sea and they have found mm-hmm. old chariots and old shields and old, mm-hmm. which would lead us to believe that this actually happened. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously it's in the Bible, but would leave. Believe. It gives us archaeological well, evidence. Like, yeah, and scholars, like, yeah. yeah. They can uh, date it or whatever to exactly that time period because of the, like, I don't know, art on them. I don't know. Mm. The style of whatever. Yeah. I don't know what that is, but. Yeah. So. Is yeah. that your last 10%? Yeah, it ben, is. Benji, what's your last 10%? Hmm. He's like, there's so much. <laughs> there's so much. I actually feel like I already said it earlier. Three hours later. Right. It um, is just such a good. It's such a good point to take out of this story yeah i think um i'll give you one final one that never i never got until today um verse 24 and 25 it says and in the morning watch the lord in the pillar of fire and of cloud looked down on the egyptian forces and threw the egyptian forces into a panic clogging their chariot wheels so that they drove heavily And the Egyptians said, let us flee from before Israel for the Lord fights for them against the Egyptians. Mm. So you have problems and you go to God and you ask him to take care of them. Lord, fight my battle for me. Lord, do this for me. Lord, do that for me. God will do that. And in this particular instance, um, it's funny that God weighs down their chariot wheels so that they can't run away. Now, some would say, man, God's so mean. These are evil people, right. but we'll, we can get to that later. Um, last 10% for me is that God, when he defeats an enemy, he defeats it completely. These guys can't even run away from God fast enough <laughs> to save their own lives. Um, when God fights your battle for you, he's going to fight it to the absolute end that he wants to fight it. And so if you're going, man, I've been praying for this person, and it seems like it seems like God's doing something in their life, but... They're just not all the way there. You know, it's like God had an ADD moment and just forgot. He didn't forget. Um, it may not, some things may not happen in the timing we want, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean God's through. Right. God's on crockpot time. God's on his own time. I always say that man wants to, God to be on microwave time, but he's not. That's God's true. God's on crockpot time. Yep. You're right. Put a lasagna in the microwave and see how good it is. Put it in the crockpot, by Lord. It is good. Mm. I mean, I'll just try that. I'm just saying, everything in the crock pot's better than it is in the microwave. Gotcha. And so we want everything from God's always better. Yeah. God don't make junk. Um, and <laughs> that's true. That's true. And so at God the end of the day, God don't make junk. God don't that's make junk. The title of this podcast. That's <laughs> the that's the hillbilly way to say that. But at the end, it's the truth. 
Um, so if you're out there and you're like, God hasn't answered my prayer, don't give up. Keep praying. Um, keep supplicating. I don't even know if that's a word. <laughs> uh, keep, keep up with your thanksgiving and just let God do his work because God's a whole lot bigger yeah. than you are and he knows a whole lot more than you do. That's well, my last 10%. And it's effortless for him, right? Oh, yeah. Because it, the the song that they sing is, uh, says, with the wind out of your nostril, yep. you flood the sea back together or yeah. you bring the sea back together. It's effortless. How, yeah. I mean, just, what do we what, think about that? I breathe out my nose. That's a natural thing to do. It's effortless. Mm-hmm. And that's how it was for God. He yep. fills the sea back up because it's effortless. Yep. Like, but for me, the last 10% is that <clears throat> um, when I read this story, and I always, right, I know we're not supposed to put ourselves into the Bible, and we're not supposed to put ourselves into these stories because they were written. Yeah. They, I see no problem with that. Yeah, that's okay. Well, they were written. This wasn't written like at Hunter's doing with this problem. It was an actual problem. It was an actual situation yeah. that we can gain personal things from. But yep. the story wasn't written about uh, the Bible. wasn't written about me. Mm-hmm. The Bible was written uh, f- for me. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. Okay, well, that's another podcast for another day. <clears throat> but this is a story I think that you can, in context, plug yourself into um, with with context. <laughs> you know, <laughs> making sure it's correct. But to say, Lord, how I come short every day. I preach about your goodness to other people, and I sometimes don't recognize your goodness. And there's times where you bless me in abundance, and I worry how I'm going to make it to tomorrow. You know, so... I was in a, my hotel room and I was just like, I am a terrible human being. I am a terrible Christian because like, you know, you do this and you're like, man, how bad am I at this? <laughs> and I expect people to listen and follow and do all these other things. But then, um, you have to be reminded you're just as human as Adam and Eve was and the Israelites and the disciples when they didn't listen for the thousandth time and Paul and uh, Timothy and all of them who made mistakes and they moved on <clears throat> but ultimately to let the spirit lead you guide you and say hey I am the God I am the Lord Yahweh who is here worship me in spirit and in truth and I, I just read chapter 15. Like I didn't even realize they sung the song there. But it, and then praise him in victory. And that's what they did. And ultimately, that's what you have to do. Right? So, before we get to... Uh, Ben's flipping through his Bible. No, you're good. Okay. You're good. So, before we get to... Uh, um, Dina's fun fact, I guess. Let's pray, and then we'll move on. All right? All right. Heavenly Father, God, thank you for... Uh, your word, your scripture, that it is inerrant and it is God-breathed, that we come to it uh, humbly to learn more about you. God, thank you so much that we are able to see how much you do care about your people, how much you do want your presence to be known to your people from the beginning story to the uh, the, to the end, that your uh, word has taught us that you are trying to reconcile yourself with your creation. 
Um, and thank you for doing that through your son, Jesus Christ. God, for those who have ears, let them hear. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Hit that funky music, white boy. Tina's fun facts. We got canceled. What? <laughs> I said white boy. Oh. <laughs> oh, come on, man. It's not that I said So, since our viewer listeners, not viewers, um, our listeners are probably, hopefully, uh, going to be celebrating Thanksgiving oh. <laughs> with their families. Um, what do you think the five most popular pies in America are? Oh, I hate pie. Pecan. Pumpkin. So pumpkin is number two. Ooh. Pecan is four. Apple. Oh. Apple. Is number three. Really? I would thought that was two number one. Three. Chocolate, uh-huh. chocolate pie. No. <gasps> not even on the list? No. Cherry well, pie. it's not top five. What? Cherry pie. Cherry pie is number one. What? what? I can't believe it. I don't like pie, but that seems like an atrocity. <laughs> <laughs> so so we've got cherry, five? we've got pumpkin, we've got apple, apple, and, and pecan. we've got pecan. So we're looking for number five. Ooh, ooh, sweet potato. Nope. Sweet potato pie. It's not even on the list. Is that a pie? Yeah, sweet potato pie. Oh, okay. Um, wait, wait, wait for it. I'm visual- visualizing a pie. It's coming in. Derby pie. No, it's not right, is it? <laughs> rhubarb pie. Ooh, strawberry no. rhubarb. Oh. Think New England. Think New England. Sugar? Uh, sugar cream? <laughs> That's Indiana, but oh, no. Oh, yeah, well, whatever. Think Northern. New England. Think New England. Crab pie? <laughs> no, you don't eat that as a dessert. Pot pie? I don't know. <laughs> I was thinking that. I was thinking that. No, like, blueberry pie. Oh, I was didn't a, know that was a New England I, thing. That, yeah, okay. I guess I should have assumed that blueberry was going to be I just, Every time I think blueberry, I think cobbler instead yeah, of pie. I, I yeah. never think blueberry pie. I guess That's because we live in the thing. South. Yeah, every, yeah. Yeah. We think everything's a cobbler. Yeah, well, cobbler's pretty good. It's just, the, it's just the dessert version of a casserole. It, it is. 100%. <laughs> uh, the, the, the casseroles you'll have as you embark on your family journeys. So. I miss you, Chris Moore. So what is yeah. your all's favorite pies? I don't like pie. He doesn't like pie? Like, okay, the only pie I like is like the chocolate pie that's like seriously chocolate pudding. I scrape it out into a bowl and eat chocolate pudding. <laughs> <laughs> and then my wife eats the crust because she likes the crust. Mm. Like, I don't even like crust on like cheesecake. It's a texture thing, I think. The smoothiness of oh. a cake or a pie with the hard crust, I'm not a fan. You don't like a graham cracker crust on a cheesecake? Like me? Oh, my no, gosh. No, it's just a, it's a texture thing. Oh, man. It's okay to be wrong. Um, I am about everything, apparently, <laughs> people say. I mean, if you just get off the Calvinist thing, you might like pie. Um, I doubt it. I was Armenian at one point and didn't like pie <laughs> didn't either. didn't like pie then either. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's, just, it's a texture thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, my favorite pie is Probably pumpkin. Man. I love pumpkin pie. I do. I love, in particular, shout out to my uncle. My uncle makes the best pumpkin pie in the whole world. And he. You gonna take that, Dina? Wait, pause. Hold (laughs) hold the phone. Hold the phone. (laughs) And he shared the recipe with her when we got married. And now she makes the greatest pumpkin pie in the whole world. Now, does she make it just like him, or is it better, or is it. I plead the fifth. However, (laughs) it is great. In whichever and I form you am do. very blessed that I have the recipe because nobody else has it. And when we got married, he was like, what do you want? And I was like, that recipe. And he's like, mm, I don't share it with anybody. And then he like shared it with me and he's like, don't tell anyone. So I don't even have the, Ben doesn't even know where the recipe's hidden. 
I don't. And I don't care. All I know is I get pie, <laughs> and that's the important part. You know, um, yeah. so Jessica makes looks like very appetizing apple pie. Homemade. You don't eat it? No, I don't like pie. You don't pie. even try it? I've tried it before. It did not, oh. taste, it did not taste good. But everybody else says it's amazing. So I really like... Um, I don't know. It depends on what season we're in as to which pie I want. Wait, like, wait, 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 wait. So, okay. There's seasons for pie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So oh, I, yeah. Okay, okay. Derby, derby season. So, I, okay. So, summer, there's a pie for summer. Oh, yeah. What, okay, yeah, what sugar is that? cream pie. There's, or peach. And apple. Or apple. apple. I feel like apple would be like a fall time. That's like pie. transition pie. Uh, well, apple pie you can really have any time. <laughs> There's a yeah. science to this pie thing. <laughs> Although think. winter is not as much apple for me for some reason. But summer, spring, fall, apple pie. Summer, peach pie. Um, I guess Fourth of July, apple pie. Like I get. Yeah. I think that. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Um, derby season, derby pie. What's a, der- what's a derby pie? Like, a der- okay, so you derby would like pie? derby pie. Do Maybe. you like cookies? I mean, yeah. It's, I mean, it's it's kind of like if a chocolate chip cookie and a pecan pie had a baby. It's real good. Um, it is. It's really good. Sounds terrible. It's great. <laughs> so it's okay. Um, uh, chocolate pie is kind of a. I don't know. What do you think? I feel, chocolate I don't pie, even like know a winterish really kind of. Chocolate pie is cold, so I think you can eat it anytime. Is yeah. it really a pie? I coconut like cream pie. Coconut cream. That is a summertime pie. Coconut cream. Coconut cream. Now, coconut cream pie does smell amazing. It is good. I it just is. I don't like it either. So. You, oh. <laughs> if you didn't eat the crust, do you think you'd like it? Maybe. It's got the meringue and the coconut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, and the crust is like, the crust is not the hero of coconut cream pie. It just basically is there's a holder. Well, right, and I feel like that's how it is for most pies. Not always. Uh, man, there's some good. There's some. You've good had crust too many some... bad pie crust. I think. Well, it sounds like life. you need to get baking, dude. My <laughs> my apple pie crust that I made with the lattice and the pretty and the it was awesome. I'm sorry, that wasn't apple. That was uh, strawberry rhubarb. That was a legit pie. But, but anyway. that pie crust came from Pillsbury. Listen, they didn't have to know that part. <laughs> <laughs> he said homemade too. So I, did I say I that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Then never mind. The pie crust know. that I made, and I was like. Mm. Well, you okay. unrolled it from like, a box. You're right. I felt like I made it because I cut it into strips and arranged it. That was true. It wasn't homemade. You so. placed it. <laughs> I, I placed it. But anyways. You made so. it artistic. Yeah. So, strawberry rhubarb is. Uh, okay. Yeah. So like, not to go on a pie tangent here, but like what what's best with pie? Like Nothing. Like uh, you like, uh, Milk? Like, uh, well, I think dad, like with Jessica's apple pie, he puts like a scoop of ice cream on it. Yeah. And, and some people do that. In my opinion, a good pie is like a good steak. You don't need anything with it. Mm. But what about like the pies that have the meringues baked on top? Exactly. It's a part of the pie. You don't need anything with it. Right. Um, so there's some not, people there's not like a glass of water or like milk. Like key lime or... pie is another summer pie. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know that it doesn't have nah, uh, meringue no, on it. I thought it was supposed to. And so I made it one time and everyone thought it was a lemon pie. Oops. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. So pie is, goes well with a glass of milk, glass of water. Um, 
But yeah, in my opinion, like a lot of people, they get their pumpkin pie and they scoop like this big thing of Cool Whip on it. Uh, Why would you ruin? Now, I will say, if you get if you get a pumpkin pie from Walmart, a Walmart brand pumpkin pie needs Cool Whip because it's so nasty spiced and it's awful. Nasty spice. That's yeah. There should be another spice spice girl girl. that got kicked off. Yeah, she was anyway. um, Nasty spiced, (laughs) and so you have to cover it with Cool Whip in order to be able to eat it and it be not nasty. But when you eat good pumpkin pie, like the one that my uncle and Dina makes, um, you need yeah. nothing with it. And then I made I made my own uh, pumpkin puree uh, a few weeks ago. She did homemade pumpkin, and it was delicious. She made pumpkin pancakes, and they were like, that's what the angels in heaven eat. Like, I could hear the heavenly song <laughs> you when know, I was eating I them. feel like this is like some sovereign like club that I'm not a part of. Like, I don't feel chosen to this club. That's it. You're not predestined. I know, so and I am hurting. You could come to the, to the light side. You could choose. I don't think I could choose to like pie. Okay, if I can choose to like sweet tea and coffee, <laughs> you can choose to like pie. I don't like sweet tea or coffee. So, but you have to choose What it. do you eat? Spaghetti. He loves spaghetti. Oh, I do love spaghetti. See? He loves spaghetti. Oh, yeah, I love spaghetti. So, <laughs> spaghetti pie. Oh! <laughs> yes, with garlic bread crust. Oh, that would be bomb. <laughs> Dina, it's time to make it. Hey, we found these really Challenge good garlic bread issue. sticks at Walmart the other day that have oh, cheese in the man, middle. So, it's like a mozzarella cheese you know, stick, like but I, garlic bread. Hey, guys, listen. If you're listening to this around lunchtime, you're welcome. Yeah. If it's not, then we're sorry. <laughs> we're, talking, we're talking food. I think we must be hungry because we've been talking food for like 15 minutes now. No, we're just thinking about Thanksgiving well, and the fact that they are going to go eat food. That's true. I, like, I just I have a lot of questions about pie because I don't know anything about it. Oh, man. Okay, I'll, I'll help you with some pie. All right. Well, Dina, it sounds like you need to make pie. It does. And that's Hunter, not disgusting. That way Hunter can try the pie and know the pie and love the pie. You know what, guys? Hey, well, thank you for listening to all your podcast. Just remember, keep God in the forefront of your holiday season and just be mindful of his miracle. And yeah. have some pie. And remember that Thanksgiving is a powerful piece of the Lord's plan. Cool whip. you for listening to the altered podcast be sure to join us next week for a brand new episode also be sure to join us on the altered podcast facebook page for updates and other cool content see you next week